What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Saturday, April 25th. It's going to be a great show. This is episode number 93, and I have my draft buddy with me today. Hi, it's McKenna. McKenna, did you have fun watching the draft? Yes, I did. What was your favorite part? When uh, the Raiders chose the their right receiver and their CB. So who did the Raiders pick? They cho- they picked it Henry Ruggs, right receiver from Alabama, and uh, Damian Arnett from DB from Ohio State. Do you like who they took and why? I I think Henry Ruggs is a good one because I. Uh, He's. We might be able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs a little bit more, if because he's a white receiver and he might be like a little uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I like their I like their picks too. Um, we'll talk a little bit more later on in the show. We'll hit all the uh, fantasy relevant guys. Uh, go over all their importances and their impacts and stuff like that. But real quick, you can follow the show. We're on Twitter and Facebook. We're at Fantasy Knockout, and then we're also on Instagram is at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Let's talk some news. News with views. All right, so there was a trade that happened a couple days ago, not in the draft, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they acquired tight end Rob Gronkowski and a seventh-round pick from the New England Patriots in exchange for a fourth-round pick. So what does this mean? Um, I'm not going to overreact to this. I still think Brayton Howard would have been a solid play in Tampa Bay. But Gronk back, okay, he'll have some fantasy relevance. I'm not going to reach for him or anything. Um, you know what I want to see? I want to see the Patriots acquire like O.J. Howard now for like a six-round pick in this draft or something. I'd like to see Tampa Bay send Howard away and the, the Pats get him. So, uh, Next, quarterback Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. He announced on social media that he's going to be the new cover on Madden. So basically, I'm not touching him no more. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I would still draft Jackson. Next is tight end Trey Burton. He signs a one-year deal for the veteran minimum with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, merely, this is just a backup role. Not not anything. No big impact, really. Uh, next, offensive tackle Laramie Tunsil out of Houston. He agrees to a three-year, $66 million extension. Um, this should make Watson really happy, knowing that he's just got one of the best tackles to protect him. So, Nice for them to secure that and lock that up after they traded for him. Uh, Next is quarterback Jared Goff of the Los Angeles Rams. He restructures his contract to free up some cap space. I believe it was like $7 million. So this helps out the team a ton because they are strapped for cash. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Main event. Okay, here we go. With the first pick. In the 2020 draft. <sighs> Finally, it's here. And oh boy, was this a great way to start the 2020 draft. Lots of offensive fantasy relevant players drafted this year in the first round. Uh, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Also, Kansas City does not disappoint with a fantastic pick at the end of the night. So we'll talk about that in a little later. Uh, we're just going to go in order right down. So the number one pick. To start it off was Cincinnati, and they had quarterback Joe Burrow out of LSU. Uh, 
This was never in doubt. Burrow coming off arguably the greatest college football season of all time. Uh, He's been meeting weekly with the Bengals since mid-March. Mike Rayner of Pro Football Focus, he describes him as easily the most accurate college quarterback we've ever scouted. Um, Burrow's six foot, four inches, 221 pounds, and he walks into an underrated offensive environment in Cincinnati, uh, led by Sean McVay disciple Zach Taylor. Uh, Burrow will be surrounded by fellow playmakers A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, uh, and John Ross. He could wind up flirting with low-end quarterback one fantasy numbers as a rookie this year. So that gives you an idea. And then next, with the fifth overall pick, was the Miami Dolphins, and they select quarterback Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. They finally land their franchise signal caller, viewed by some and myself as the top overall quarterback talent in the draft. Miami was able to steal him at fifth overall. Uh, his injury history is a bit of concern, but a healthy Tua is a major coup for the Dolphins. Tua is expected to redshirt his rookie season, but will boast quarterback one upside going forward. He is someone to draft and stash in dynasty leagues. Um, I basically, I think his best chance of playing this year is maybe half the season. Otherwise he's probably going to get four to six games, something like that. Kind of like what Lamar Jackson did his, his rookie season. Uh, but I like to going forward. I, I, I think his talent is amazing when healthy. Then number six was the Los Angeles Chargers, and they take quarterback Justin Herbert out of Oregon. So after letting Phillip Rivers leave in free agency, the Chargers praised quarterback Tyrod Taylor and expressed their confidence in him as a starter. I didn't buy that, and the general consensus was that they would take a quarterback in the draft and might even trade up in the first round to get one. Instead, they stayed put. Herbert will be given a chance to earn the starting job in training camp, but will have to prove he is ready in order to overtake Taylor in his first year. I think Herbert starts. I think Herbert plays all season one or (laughs) all season one, all of his rookie season. There's, and there's no turning back from him. Um, I see him like Daniel Jones where he's decent. He's got some legs. He can run a little bit and he's going to have some good games. You have some pretty wowing games and then he's going to have some dud games. So, I don't expect much from him. He'll be streamable on occasion, but other than that, his rookie season, I'm not expecting too much from Herbert. I like the pick going forward for uh, for the Chargers. They're you know moving on, and not a bad pick there at number six for them. And this one was a little bit of a shocker, more for me. Number twelve, the Las Vegas Raiders. They select wide receiver Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. Many draft analysts expected either Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb to be the first wide receiver off the board, but there was always the possibility that Ruggs could shoot up the board because of his elite speed. Ruggs instantly becomes one of the fastest players in the NFL and is a weapon for John Gruden's offense, and he and general manager Mike Mayock continue to rebuild the Raiders and their vision. Ah, I don't hate this pick. I like the pick. It's growing on me now that it's been a day or so. I think Ruggs will do fine. He's going to have the probably the best opportunity out of all these wide receivers taken day one to succeed um, because they're just going to lean on him or try to lean on him. I love his talent. I think he's a Tyreek Hill light. Uh, they will use him well. I could see him getting 90-some-odd receptions. I don't see him being a touchdown monster or anything like that, 
but I like Ruggs going forward. And then next was the number 15th pick, the Denver Broncos take wide receiver Jerry Judy out of Alabama. In what has to be considered a best-case scenario, Judy falls to them at 15 overall with the Raiders taking Henry Ruggs. Like I just said, the Broncos are able to get a wideout in Judy who gives them an outstanding compliment to Cortland Sutton. Basically, I think John Elway is rebuilding his Super Bowl Broncos that, you know, he had together with Manning. So Cortland Sutton is like uh, Demarius Thomas. And I think Jerry Judy is very well comp to an Emmanuel Sanders type role. Uh, I like this pick. I like Judy. I was he was my number one receiver coming out of this draft. I like him as a talent. I don't think it what basically what's going to come down to is Drew Locke, the quarterback there in Denver. Can you trust Locke to become pass throwing machine that's just going to have two or three fantasy relevant players? And I just don't trust it. I don't believe it. Drew Locke is not a Peyton Manning where he can sustain three other fantasy relevant players. So hopefully he can prove us all wrong. All right, next is number 17, the Dallas Cowboys. They take wide receiver CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. Somehow, some way, the Cowboys had a receiver. They discuss trading up for fall in their laps. Despite much bigger needs at other positions, Lamb provided too tempting to pass up at 17 overall. The Cowboys now have one of the deadliest wide receiver trios in the entire NFL. Dallas is not the ideal spot for his immediate fantasy value, and he may be more of a wide receiver 3-4 option as a rookie. So I believe this hurts uh, Michael Gallup the most. Cooper being paid what he is, he's going to be the number one there. And then Gallup and Lamb are just going to kind of feast on each other's opportunities. Um, But I think Dak is the biggest winner. Zeke is a great winner on this because Dak, if if they're just throwing the ball a lot the first three quarters, those guys are going to be so – the defenses are going to be so tired following around these three receivers that then Zeke is just going to be able to pound the rock in that fourth quarter. So – Dallas, smart play there. I like it a lot. Next at 21 is the Philadelphia Eagles. They take wide receiver Jalen Rager out of TCU. With Justin Jefferson still on the board, many thought that he would be the pick here for the Eagles at number 21. Instead, they went with a dynamic playmaker in Rager in an attempt to inject some speed into their offense. Even if Alshon Jeffrey is back with the Eagles, Rager should immediately see playing time in 2020. I like this pick. It's a good, solid pick. Um, But there's a lot of mouths to feed there. Ertz is a target monster. You got Goddard, who's emerging. Um, Who knows if Alshon Jeffrey's back after his injury. Deshaun Jackson is now back. So Rager will get playing time. I just don't know if he's going to be this just number one stud receiver. I love the talent. So don't mishear me on that. His talent is amazing. I think he's going to be a solid player. Just I don't believe that the fantasy side of it is there year one for him. And then we move on to number 22, Minnesota. They select wide receiver Justin Jefferson out of LSU. The Vikings acquire this pick from the Buffalo Bills in exchange for Stephon Diggs this offseason. And they use it to select a replacement receiver. The six foot one, 202-pound ran 78% of his routes out of the slot and adamantly is a bit of an odd fit as Minnesota still has Adam Thielen on the roster. However, Jefferson is another weapon for Kirk Cousins who will function as another security blanket over the middle. 
I like this pick. I think this will, he will probably be the most fantasy relevant receiver out of all these receivers taken day one. Uh, so Jefferson, I think he will have, he can have an immediate impact. Kirk Cousins is going to fall in love with him. They will use him a lot. It's still a run first offense there in Minnesota, but Justin Jefferson probably is going to be the most fantasy relevant uh, wide out this year. All right, so with the 25th pick, San Francisco, now they select wide receiver Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. The wide receiver run continued. The 22-year-old only runs a 4.5 40-yard dash, but makes up for it as a playmaker with the ball in his hands. Ayuk has a huge catch radius and also supplements his value with production in the kicking return game. The knock on Ayuk is that he needs to expand his route tree, but one would think with Kyle Shanahan, he'll help him scheme him open a lot. Uh, This is ultimately a nice landing spot for his fantasy value. I like this pick. I think Ayuk and Debo go well with each other. Shanahan's smart (laughs) coach. He's going to use these guys to their best of abilities. Shanahan had Julio Jones. He's had... um, Andre Johnson, so he'll know how to use his players. They love this pick, and I do too. I think I think watching football, it's going to be fun. Fantasy-wise, he'll do well. He'll have big games here and there, but I don't know if he'll be a steady, uh, consistent player. All right, so we got two more uh, picks to go. With the 26th pick, the Green Bay Packers, they take a quarterback. Jordan Love out of Utah State. This is an interesting pick for Green Bay, perhaps a sign that Green that the Packers are already thinking about life after Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love can now sit for two or more seasons before possibly supplanting the future Hall of Fame quarterback, a sensational talent who had a down year due to playing in a new offensive scheme while also down nine starters from his breakout sophomore campaign. Love will have a tremendous mentor in Rodgers. Um, this puts a damper on Love's Dynasty League prospects um, as it may now be two or three seasons before he even s- considered a true option under center. The Packers have a potential out of Aaron Rodgers' contract after the 2021 season. Um, I think Rodgers is going to be pissed. I think he's going to take it out on Jordan Love. He's gonna He holds grudges. I don't know how this is going to look there in Green Bay. Green Bay better make up for this pick with some uh, with a receiver. They they better trade up and go get a receiver for Rodgers to make him kind of move on from the, this grudge match that's going to happen here. And then with the last pick, the 32nd pick on day 1, the Kansas City Chiefs, they take running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU and they shock Everybody with this pick. So Clyde caused a stir when he started vaulting up the boards of the first running back to be selected prop bets. He is a terrific fit for the Kansas City Chiefs as he can contribute on all three downs. He can even split out wide. It is going to be hard for any running back to find a better landing spot than the Chiefs. Um, Edwards Hilaire will likely start coming off the board as the first running back in some rookie drafts for Dynasty Leagues. And he should be considered a running back two with RB1 upside in redraft leagues. What a fantastic way to end the night. I like this one. I think this fit is perfect. I've heard comps like Priest Holmes or 
was it Brian Westbrook when it, when Reed was in Philly? I think Edwards Hilaire will do well. Damian Williams is still there, so maybe he doesn't get the nod week one, but Hilaire will be a solid pick in <laughs> for next year. He's going to be very fantasy relevant. I like it. I love how they just shocked the world or our internet and Twitter was just going nuts. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show is going to be the draft. It's going to be the full recap. We'll go over day two, which is round two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Any other fantasy uh, relevant players in there, we'll go over those guys, give you an idea of what their values are, uh, some sleepers to look at, stuff like that. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And whatever platform you're on, leave a rating and a review. Uh, You can check the show notes. There's links in there that I provide for you to do your ratings and to check out the social media platforms. You can visit us on the interweb at fantasyknockout.com. All All right. right. Till next time. See ya. See ya.